Welcome to Box Talk, a podcast for affiliates and coaches, powered by Box Pro Magazine. All right, so welcome to this next episode of Box Talk. I'm actually here in Las Vegas, woohoo, and I'm sitting next to an affiliate owner. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself? I'm Julie Johnston, the owner of Rhino CrossFit and Camp Rhino and Bootcamp Las Vegas. That's a lot of titles. <laughs> that's, that's great, though. So, yeah, so this is Julie, and Julie, I would love to just start off hearing about your story, how you came to own these three different entities that are all kind of one, um, how you came to be a, a business owner, and especially within this industry. Well, 12 years ago, I was really overweight, and I just wanted to join the military just to have someone push me and make me work out through the boot camps. And that's a terrible reason to join the military. So (laughs) I decided to kind of start my own boot camp. And back then, 12 years ago, there was your mom's aerobics class, if you wanted group fitness training, or there was like Kung Fu where you actually had to hit each other, or you would go to the gym and you would pump iron Arnold Schwarzenegger style. So there wasn't really like group workouts back then. And so I hired these military guys and we went out to the park and I just remember that I wanted to be pushed harder. Like I wanted, um, I wanted to lose weight by literally working my butt off and, and still eating whatever I wanted. And so the next day I brought the group back together and, and I had them crawling across the ground and I had them carrying buckets of water and I threw up and I was like, yeah, this is what I want. (laughs) And unfortunately it wasn't what other people wanted. I was going to say, that would scare me. (laughs) I'd be scared. And also I was an overweight instructor at a park and we were doing like bear crawls and and pulling tires and all of these weird things. But I had one client who absolutely loved it just Mm -hmm. like I did. And I figured in a city, Las Vegas, 2 million people, there has to be more people that like this type of thing. And so I told the Fox 5 that Channel 3 had challenged them to an obstacle course like contest. And I told the other station the same thing. And, and luckily, Channel 3 believed me, and they came out. Are you serious? Yes. And they did like a two-hour segment, and it was a live segment. And... It was really cool. I set up this big agility course. I begged my friends and family to come and pretend like they were clients because this really wasn't a thing back then. <laughs> wait, wait. I love this. This is great. But you have, you have like a marketing background. So yes. You just, you just knew what would work. Yes. <laughs> so when I was like 17, I started a little advertising business, just connecting businesses together that needed to be connected. And so, so that's, what I was, were, that's what you were doing. Yes. Yeah, okay, so okay. I was able to make this whole boot camp thing look way more successful than it was. <laughs> This is, no, this is fantastic. Okay, and, all right. What and happened so, um, Within two hours after the live shot, uh, I had 83 phone calls of people that had seen the story. And by that time, I had lost my weight um, through just literally working my butt off every day. And I knew that this was going to be a thing. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that it could be. And so over the years, we've definitely fought um, the perception, like, I don't. I can't tell you how many times I've answered the phone and said, "No, we are not a boot camp for bad kids. <laughs> We're a fitness company." And so I've spent so much money, especially back in the early days, from like 2004 to 2008. So much money to just brand the Rhino because that's what we center our whole business around is the Rhino, and also just to brand that we're a fitness place for adults. And and mm. if you kind of eat bad and you want to work off all of your guilt 
then you come, you know, to boot camp Las Vegas. And now with all of our added things, we've come full circle and now we have a nutrition program and my past clients cannot believe that I'm eating properly <laughs> for the first time in my life. And I do love it. I, I never thought I would say that. So it's been just a really interesting ride, but we started with obstacles and um, wow. equipment out in the parks. And so now we have this facility and Camp Rhino and it just has all of the things that I love. It has obstacles. It has lifting weights and CrossFit and it has the boot camp experience. And then we just recently added Strongman just because we've always pulled trucks around Las Vegas. So why not pull bigger trucks and have these big dudes teach us how, right? Yeah. Cause that's a natural progression. Definitely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love that. So how did you come then, uh, to find CrossFit out of the boot camp? So when I first started a facility, I just figured that if I put a bunch of obstacles in a warehouse, that of course, just thousands of people would come and love it and and think it was awesome. And they did, except they would only come like once. So they would come once to try the obstacles and and they did enjoy it. Um, But we didn't have, we needed classes and we needed classes that worked indoors. So we always had obstacle classes. But I was kind of looking around and I kind of thought we already did CrossFit with mm. boot camp because a lot of the things that I saw in the CrossFit games, like it, it looked like what we did at boot camp. Mm-hmm. But I realized really quickly once we brought CrossFit in-house that I had not been doing CrossFit. Mm. Like CrossFit is an entirely different animal. And we brought it in because it works really, really well in small spaces. It works indoors and we initially carved out like a quarter of our big warehouse and then then CrossFit eventually took over half um, just as it oh, grew wow. because it's just very, very successful indoor program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. No, that's crazy too, just the natural progression of how it kind of excelled, uh, propelled your business forward. It, so. it really has. And, and at first I really didn't like CrossFit. I didn't like to think about my workouts. I just wanted to put my head down and, and throw that log over my shoulder and, and run with it. I, I didn't want to think about where my feet were. I didn't want to think mm-hmm. about my form. Um, and so I just dedicated myself to it for six months because I said, if it's going to be in my gym, I have to love it or else it can't be in my gym. And so after six months, I was crazy hooked. And And if you're wondering, it's my brother who has always been the, the head of the CrossFit program. Mm. So while I own, you know, the company, he's the one that it's under. He's the main CrossFit guy. He's the biomechanics guy. He's the one doing all the research and the constant planning and developing. And, you know, you can't have, like, if I was in charge of everything, everything would be done poorly. (laughs) So, because you can't multitask, you can't, you can't be the master of like more than one thing. So he's Mm. the master of CrossFit and I've learned and developed under him. And then Mm. my Ninja Warrior program, I have someone that's the head of that. And my obstacle training program, someone that's the head of that. And then the boot camp program and the strongman program all have someone that that's their whole world. And that makes it really, really successful. Mm. And then I just get to run around and play in each of their worlds. That sounds great. (laughs) You you have a good job. (laughs) I love my job. (laughs) Dang, sucks to be them, but good for you. So, so you just named a couple of those different like programs and courses that you have. And I'd love to talk about some of them because they're very, very original to um, the CrossFit affiliates that I run into. And I know that's, that's how we first started talking where I was like, Julie, what are you guys doing over there? I think one of the first stories you told me was like, you guys went out to a cave and lifted boulders. And I was like, you did what? Um, 
but I think that's just a testament to your your varied programming and, and your different options that you have available. So, like your Ninja Warrior program, like what is that? What do you what do you guys do? You started showing me a little bit of the rig, but it looks a little crazy. Like what is that? How'd you get started with that? Well, Ninja Warrior started in Japan years and years ago, like in the seventies. And I remember the first time that I saw a clip of what they were doing <laughs> and I just told myself, I have to go to Japan. I have to go be a part of that. Like, that's crazy. Never made it to Japan, but luckily I was able to have some of my own obstacles built here. And we've, we have the warped wall, we have the salmon ladder, we have tons of the, the obstacles from Ninja Warrior and being able to play on them just like you see it on TV is so awesome. Like flying through the air gives you a sense of freedom that nothing gives you like there's definitely the fear factor in there yeah I was gonna say that sounds a little <laughs> scary but okay <laughs> but we have beginner ninja warrior where mm-hmm. they learn how to fall. Say, do you have, like do you have trainers you know teaching people how to do it like yes Yes, you start as a beginner ninja, and okay. you literally learn the walls, the ropes. You learn how to leap off of things, how to roll on the ground. Cool. And, um, you know, everything you, you watch that's a little bit scary, like gymnastics, everything has a progression to it. Mm-hmm. And so you start with just baby steps, and you work your way up to where you feel comfortable. Just like in CrossFit, you start with the PVC pipe, and you get yeah. your movement patterns down. It's the same with Ninja Warrior. But the, oh. the goals are so fun. Like, we have a guy... Mm-hmm who needed to lose 100 pounds, and he made it his goal to be a ninja warrior. Hmm. And he lost all of his weight. He he hasn't made it on the show, but that's what he does, like, every day. Just like you would train CrossFit or just like you do boot camp or Spartan races or Tough Mudders. Wow. Do you have, like, trainers who are certified in ninja warrior-ness? We have trainers that have been on the show. Okay, so they know know what to expect, and so they have that experience on their belt, and then they're able to teach other people. Yes. And then okay. um, parkour is the closest certification. Okay. And we also there's also an SGX certification, which is like a Spartan Group X. Okay. So we have that certification, and then our um, head ninja is like parkour level three certified. So he has amazing skills. <laughs> I just like that you called him your head ninja. Our head ninja. Like how many CrossFit gyms have a head ninja? Right. Yeah. You know, probably. <laughs> probably none but you. I don't know if you have a cross. If you have a head ninja, please email me. Yeah, that'd be know. amazing. Wow. Oh, that's so cool. So, how have you? How did you like develop that program? Then I mean. How did you decide, like, what to put in your gym and how to market it even to people? Like, did people get the concept when you're like, hey, I have a Ninja Warrior program? Or did you have to, like, really tell, I don't know, how did some, you do that? Some people walk in and they get it immediately okay. and they can't wait to do everything. And I come in and the gym's been rearranged, which we love people to have freedom. So they move obstacles. They they put boxes on top of boxes and swing from ropes and they make their own courses. And there are those people that have these creative minds that just get it. Mm-hmm. And the other people, that's why we had to start CrossFit <laughs> because there's so many people that Um, They walked in and they were just instantly intimidated Mm -hmm. and they didn't know what to do and they needed to be in a class setting and they really needed to just make sure that they built their core, that they Mm -hmm. they built their stability up, that they built their strength up before going into the obstacles. And CrossFit is amazing for increasing like mobility and stability as we know. Mm -hmm. And then they have that base and then they can transfer into the obstacles whenever they're ready. And, okay. and so we actually encourage all of our beginners to start with CrossFit because oh. they get such an amazing base. Mm. Um, boot camp is nonstop for an hour. 
And I feel like that needs to be worked up to. And obviously in CrossFit, you have a lot of technique training and, mm-hmm. you know, you're learning and learning and learning mm-hmm. and, and the workouts, they're intense, but they're short mm-hmm. and they're more intense for the advanced people because they can do more. Yeah. So when you start out in CrossFit, it's not as bad, I don't think. Because it's, it's scalable. It's scalable. It's just... Exactly. It's, everyone can start at their own level. Yes. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. So then... What is the difference between, like, your obstacle course program and, like, Ninja Warrior? So we have the Spartan races and the Tough Mudders, and those are big obstacle races that cover many, many miles, and they have lots of obstacles. But you need to be able to pick up heavy atlas stones. Mm. Um, You need to be able to run long distances. There are a lot of hills. And so the training for that would include, if I were to to design a program for someone that walked in the door, I would assign them probably three boot camp classes a week. Um, And then when they were able, I would want them to double up on cardio days. So like do two hours of boot camp on the cardio days. And then I would also assign them to Mm. two or three days of CrossFit. Depends on when their rest days are. And then they would attend the Saturday obstacle training classes. Mm -hmm. So every Saturday we teach the obstacles, like the standard Spartan Tough Mudder obstacles. And then I think one of the coolest things about our gym is every Saturday at 1130, we set up a completely different practice obstacle course race. No way. Yes. So it's like a like a dream come true. I'm like, why don't I live in Las Vegas? That'd be (laughs) great. Yeah. And so it's different every Saturday, and sometimes they'll do an obstacle, run a 100-meter lap, do another obstacle, run a 100-meter lap. Sometimes there's no breaks in between, and it's just obstacle after obstacle after obstacle combined with pulling tires and carrying atlas stones. So that is just completely different training from Ninja Warrior. So Ninja Warrior, um, we have those trainings usually at night, um, and we do have some on the weekends, and there's always private training available. But for the Ninja Warrior ones, they only get one mistake on Ninja Warrior. Well, I mean, they get zero mistakes. One mistake and they're out, I should say. Yeah. So on Ninja Warrior, they have to be precise. They can't ever let the competition get to them. Mm-hmm. And so every time we do the Ninja Warrior classes, they'll do practice Ninja Warrior like races. But it's more of a get through the course and don't screw up and learn the Salmon Ladder, learn the Warped Wall, learn the different obstacles and get ready for the actual show, American Ninja Warrior. So all of our people, like, submit videos and try to get on it and everything. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. That's how many people have you had get on it? We've had five. Five people, wow. which is a lot because it's no, so yeah. hard to get on <laughs> like, there's a, there's, They probably have so many entries, so yes. many people, and, I mean, to have five from the yes. same place, that's, that's pretty impressive. And then every year since the finals are in Las Vegas... All of the finalist Ninja Warriors, they come here for a field trip at least twice. Oh, cool. And they fly around Camp Rhino. They're hanging off the rafters and doing, like, backflips off the warped wall. Like, they're crazy. I, I, I watch, but I also can't watch at the same Here time. Are, but please don't hurt yourself. <laughs> <I> know, <exactly. laughs> please don't hurt yourself. Please don't. They're, they're amazing. Wow. Oh, that's cool, though. That it's really they, cool. they come out here and they, and they train here. And, and then, you're just like, oh, that's going to be... And then our members get to see them and meet them, which is just a bonus. Like, if it if it helps my members, I'm all about it. Like, hmm. we do the Olympia Expo every year, and for us, it, it about kills us setting that thing up and tearing it down and, and running it. Um, we had the Ninja Warrior Gauntlet and the Runner CrossFit Championships. and But for our members to get to compete on that big of a stage yeah. and, like, wear the T-shirt and be in that atmosphere. Like, The Rock was there at Olympia this year. Like, it's just a cool cool experience 
That is so neat. But, like, what a great mentality to have, you know, because you could view it as, like, oh, it's, you know, a way to get our gym name out there, and it's a way to, like, make money. But, I mean, instead you're like, no, it's a way, like, for our members to just, like, have this experience and get to do this when they probably never would otherwise. Well, I think it's like a parent, like, does things for their kids, you know, and they don't even think about it. Like, we're like a family, so I look at the rhinos. They're, They're kind of like my kids. Like, luckily I'm still a little young. (laughs) <laughs> for that but that is how I feel like I feel like yeah. they're our family and and I love to uh, to give them new things like our brand new rhino rig that has all the ninja warrior attachments and everything mm-hmm. like that's brand new we just had it built for camp rhino and like I sold my truck to get that because <laughs> well I moved in right behind camp rhino uh, and so I'm like oh, I don't need I don't need the big wow, truck so you just like so, walk you just walk so over. I just walk here it's heaven that's great it's heaven yeah, it's wow. the best thing ever. And then we have members that are starting to move into the community right behind. Oh, cool. So if we could fill that whole community up with rhinos, it would literally be my utopia. <laughs> <laughs> Julie, you like never leave this like one mile uh, radius. Grocery like, store. Sh- the other shops right around here. You'd be fine. You don't have to go anywhere. And we have a wow. we have a food service now called Weight Plates. It's one of our members is a chef. So he started doing meal preps for us that follow our six week challenge that we have. Oh. And so we have food delivered, grocery store next door, apartments we can live in. That's you should move here. Uh, probably. <laughs> All right. I'll 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 put a notice in and let my boss know that we're gonna move the entire company. The entire, here. The entire magazine. Um that's, oh, that's so crazy. And I know and like you showed me that rig and it's a customized rig yeah. that you guys built. Mm-hmm. And I it's impressive. Like I wish you all could see it. It's huge and red and has brands on brand your brand name on it, which is just so cool. And you said you can move the attachments and stuff. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. They they move. It's it's any size. We're building one for a gym in Nebraska that is four lanes big, and it's eighty feet long. Oh my um, gosh. I can't wait. And so we're gonna have like his logo up there. So it's, it's oh cool. Yeah. So we can we can make it for anybody and. Our, my main drive for that is I think more gyms should have obstacles in them. Mm. But it's hard when you don't have the space. Mm-hmm. So that's a squat rack. And then you add obstacles. And you can mm. take them on and put them off like any time. And then you can advertise that you have like the salmon ladder at your gym. How cool is that? so cool. Because <laughs> everyone wants to try the salmon ladder. What benefits do you see from having like those different options for members? Like between you know, Ninja Warrior and obstacles and boot camp. I think the biggest thing is people come in and they have hope that they'll never be bored working out. They know that they can come in and, and maybe if boot camp gets a little older, CrossFit gets a little old, then there's Ninja Warrior or there's Strongman. So they come in and they know that there's going to be something to keep them interested in fitness and in health um, as long as, you know, as long as they're alive, basically. And and that's what like, I'm always afraid of not wanting to work out anymore because mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been in that horrible cycle of like depression where you just gain weight and gain weight and gain weight and you don't want to work out and you don't want to eat right. And because of that, you don't. And then you just continue that terrible cycle. And so when someone can come in and they can get excited about fitness, which is what, if they're not excited about CrossFit, they're going to be excited about the boot camp or the strongman or the obstacles. Like something here excites them. And then we take the focus away from weight loss. We take it away from just forcing ourselves to work out because we know we should. And we get excited about things. And we have that hope that we'll always be excited about them and always be healthy and and keep that cycle going. Yeah. Is that what happened to you with boot camp? Yes. You just got excited about it? Yes. Boot camp. Well, actually, 
I, I hated boot camp for, for 10 years. I For 10 years? I just... You still the, did it? Well, it was... It got my aggression out. Like, okay. when you're... You know, when you're, when you're depressed and you're overweight and you're upset with yourself, yeah. when you can go and just pound your aggression out into the ground, you're outside, you're, you're carrying logs, you're pulling the tires, you're doing all these crazy things. At the end of the workout, you're happy. So every day you know that there's something, even though you don't want to do it, even though it's hard, you know that at the end of it, it's going to make you happy. Yeah. And it wasn't until I really started being able to play on the obstacles and I started tracking my progress, um, even through CrossFit, that then I started enjoying exercise. And um, I used to not stretch, and I used to not take care of myself in any way, shape, or form. So now that I'm stretching, mobilizing, I'm, I'm being careful with my body, I'm eating right, now I love boot camp, too. Mm. Um, there's just such a sense of freedom running around through the parks and doing something different every day. But um, for a while, it's just the main motivation was not being fat. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I understand. I and, understand. <laughs> so there's a big difference between having your motivation of not being fat and a motivation of mm. I want to be healthy. So now I'm in this brand new space where I just want to be healthy. And it's completely mm. different for me. And that's what I want to pass on to the members. And so we have this six-week challenge. And when I started eating healthy, you know, when you start doing something, you want everyone to, right? And I was like, okay, what can I do to pass this information along to my members and then keep them accountable, like make them do it? So I said, okay, I'm going to take $300 from them. And if they just meet with me every week and they just follow the nutrition program, fill out their books and attend four of our classes a week, I'll give them all their money back after six weeks. Oh. And so if they don't do it, then I keep their money. So at least I get paid for all of the hard work I put into them. Yeah. But if they do it, they get their money back. And we have such a high success rate. Mm. Like usually we'll have about 60 people do it and we'll have 58 complete it. And that's, wow. that's huge. And so the members can do that over and over and they have accountability um, mm. kind of for the first time. And then I get to meet with everybody once a week which is awesome because mm-hmm. then I get to know my members. Is it one-on-one that you meet with mm-hmm. them? One-on-one. Okay. And, and so we have all of these little rules in the six-week challenge where you can't talk about anything you don't have control over and no whining and you have to be positive. So then our meetings are just quality. <laughs> they're short <laughs> and they're just quality because we talk about what they're eating, talk yeah. about how they're feeling, we talk yeah. about their workouts, but we don't talk about the divorce that happened five years ago or the mm. car accident that happened 10 years ago. Like, you know, like what can we do right now to make yeah. you better? And that's what we talk yeah. about. And it's I mean, you're, you're not a therapist and you probably can't help no. them work through those issues, but you can help no. them eat better. Yes. So, yes. and that's probably yeah. important to set those rules. Yes. And we always say the secret to happiness to me is controlling everything we have control over. Mm. So we don't have control over sickness or family matters a lot of times. A lot of times we can't help who we work for because we have to support our families, but we can control what we put in our mouth. We can control how much we eat. We can control how much we exercise and we can control like even keeping our lives like organized and paying our bills on time, you know, things like that. Like we can control those things and it makes us happy, just those little things. And so that's what we focus on in the challenge. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's like, I mean, even in controlling your life, like, or keeping organized and paying your bills, it like decreases stress, yes. which automatically just makes yes. you happier. I'm just going, oh yeah, that's <laughs> I don't know why it took me so long to figure all of this out. Mm. Like every, everything we talk about, we have a two hour introduction and everything we talk about in the challenge, they're all things that I've been guilty of. Mm. You know, we even talk about gossip. Like we tell them for six weeks, let's try to not say anything bad about anybody else unless we like, you know, 
bring it to them directly, privately. And communicate you know? with them and talk mm-hmm. it out. Yeah. Yes, and, and those parts, like even though people don't sign up necessarily for that part, they say that it really makes a difference. Oh, and man. during my six-week challenge, the first one I did, I um, had some really juicy, like, gossip that happened. Like, really, like, someone, like, literally had an affair. And, like, it was bad, wow, right? And yeah. I didn't tell a soul. And I felt like a superhero. Like, I did. Yes. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, it's amazing what that positive mentality can do just it is. for you as a whole. I mean, it, it can change your entire outlook on the day, on the week, on the month. Yeah. It really can. And I don't know about you, but when I was overweight and I was depressed, I kind of didn't like people Mm. because I was so judgmental of them because I knew that I wasn't doing what I should, you know, and, and when you take control of everything and you're eating right and you're working out, like I love everybody now. Mm-hmm. I love them all. Like it's all probably their- those endorphins. That's <laughs> probably. probably what, but you're right. It's probably a mentality change too, but endorphins. Yes. They're the there. <laughs> I, when we uh, set up for Olympia, I didn't work out that week. No excuses. I just didn't, but I ate right. And I still didn't have, mm-hmm. like I was a little depressed. Like it, mm-hmm. eating right is great. It makes us feel good, especially for our workouts. But man, working out, I know. Even just like just an hour a day, it's just, yeah. there's just something about it where you're just like, man, I just feel really good. Like I yeah. feel like I did something for myself, which can be really hard to do in in life's busyness. Exactly. Sometimes you just don't stop and, yeah. and and work on yourself, which is so important, especially I think as a business owner. Yeah. Like you can probably get caught up in the business and forget like yeah. I'm a person too. I probably should take care of myself. Year of opening the facility, I I didn't work out um, because I was just. Uh, we I, I spent all my money on the facility thinking mm-hmm. that people would just instantly be drawn to it mm-hmm. because of the obstacles. And I was stuck in my office trying to make the numbers work for a year. Just And, and we would put on events to try to pay for the <laughs> what we were missing from the facility. So I, I was putting on events like every weekend and, and just trying to somehow make enough money to make everything work. Mm-hmm. And so I gained 30 pounds back, which is my worst nightmare being a gym owner and being overweight. And so the, the six week challenge was as much for me as it was for anybody else. Mm. Um, and that's when I realized, okay, I don't have three hours a day to work out anymore. Like I used to, I used to do three boot camps a day and I would stay slim. So now I have to eat right. And, Hmm. and I'm like, well, I don't want to eat right. (laughs) So I'm like, what if it was a six week commitment? And, and you know, the, the six week challenge after, three weeks you're addicted to your new way of eating and Mm -hmm. and that's what happens with any good nutrition program because you have so much energy and Mm -hmm. you're actually eating more than you've ever eaten it's just the right stuff Mm -hmm. and it's balanced properly yeah which that's important Mm -hmm. um I'm curious so like what has changed since that first year like you said that first year you were just like trying to make the business work putting on all these events like where have you come from like how did you get to where you are now just little by little, um, just every single day, like just not ever losing focus of what I was doing and every bit of money I've ever made, I've put back into the business. And, um, more recently last year, uh, moving out of my house and moving into apartments, like I, I just decided that if I wasn't cutting down all of my personal expenses, I couldn't complain about having financial issues. Mm-hmm. So I cut out absolutely everything like personal to mm-hmm. make it work and there was something about that, like just knowing that I was trying my best and doing everything I could, um, that and then moving into a retail location where people could actually see us, um, that was a, a very, very big risk. I didn't know if it was going to work, didn't know if I was 
gonna make it like literally we couldn't afford to move into a retail place but I just did it and the landlord gave us three months free rent go landlord uh, go landlord he's the best (laughs) and um I had to make it work and so um we did within the three months of moving in here but yeah but at the old place it was just when you offer new things you get new customers that's Mm -hmm. that's just one kind of rule of thumb so at first we started with obstacles and then when we added CrossFit we got Mm -hmm. a a few new customers and then we added the indoor boot camps and then adding a a full-on weight loss program that works Mm -hmm. was huge for us Mm -hmm. and making sure that each one of the programs is kind of as perfect as possible too Mm -hmm. that's really important you can't just throw mud at the wall like you've got you've got to make sure that each thing has someone that loves it and that cares for it and that does a really good job with it which is really important too but I I have to say I I can't do any of this without my staff and my crew so there's 22 of us and um, I have so many people that have been with me just forever I have people that have been with me almost 10 years wow and I have have two brothers my cousin um, my boyfriend Anthony has been with me like almost three now. So everybody makes it work together. And there's a lot of work that doesn't get paid for in there by all of us, but we love it and we want to see a future and the instructors that have stood by us. And um, I've never been late with a paycheck and I've never bounced a check. We'll just say that right hey, now. That's a win. <laughs> that is a win. <laughs> but, um, but my instructors know that they have to be self-sufficient. They, mm. they have to take care of their classes and they have to just work really hard on their own because they know that I'm wearing too many hats. Um, I can't babysit them. They have to be awesome in their own right. And they are. And the ones that aren't, they go off and, you know, do their own thing. And they're probably, would you say they're just weeded out? Absolutely. And there's been a lot, Mm -hmm. but any, anytime there's drama, anytime there's someone that says something bad about another staff member or a client, they're gone. They have to be. You just, you just can't. You've just made the yeah. decision to be like, no, yeah. you don't want that kind of Mm-mm. bad apple within and, all the, the basket of good apples. <laughs> and anyone that's needy, too, has mm. to be cut out. I, I had someone one time write me a really long letter. He worked for me, and, and the letter basically said that uh, you don't um, like my stuff on Facebook. You don't make comments on my stuff on Facebook. Basically, you don't give me enough attention. That's what he said, and he said, you don't you don't care about your members anymore, and, and I'm like, geez, like, I am trying my best to make wow. this business work, and, you know, and, and it's been really good to let go of those people. Like, I, mm. like, you have to be self-sufficient. Like, you have to know that I love you and that I care about you if you're in, you know, if you're in Camp Rhino or if you're working here. You have to know Yeah, if you're putting someone in charge of something in, in yeah. your business... <laughs> It means that you trust them. Yes. You feel for them, like yes. probably friends. So yes. yes, exactly. Interesting. Have, have those are those hard conversations to have? They're horrible. Yeah. They're horrible because I just like to be warm and fuzzy and happy all the time, and I've always been nice to every single person I've ever talked to or met. And you would think that that would be enough, mm-hmm. but you still have those people, and maybe with an absence of communication, they build up all these things in their head. And then they start saying, oh, Julie this and Julie that. And, you know, and the worst is like when someone says something that's not true. That's the absolute worst. Um, But I've decided like I think it's reaching your 30s. All of a sudden you realize, you know what, you have to just focus on the people that are wonderful 
and that are there and that are loyal no matter what. And you just have to give all of your attention and all of your resources to them mm-hmm. and be thankful that they're there. And you can't let those few, and they're very few, mm-hmm. but you can't let those few suck the life out of you. But I do lose sleep at night when people don't like me. I do. <laughs> I'm working on I, it, but I, I do. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I do. I think it's, it's that's a hard thing. And I mean, I think as a business owner, you're going to find that it happens. I mean, you have to sometimes make hard decisions. Hard, okay. cho- you know, you have hard choices. <laughs> you know, I talked to um, a fellow CrossFit box owner about trying to work out in your own gym and how hard it is sometimes to get your workout in your own gym. And, and it's because you people have questions and, you know, you want to talk to your members. Um, but especially in the CrossFit workouts, you know, you they're timed or you're racing against your past self and, you know, interruptions just absolutely kill you. And here we've been really like working on on that and on just me being able to get my workout in and not feel guilty about shutting everything off and focusing on my training. And my staff has been wonderful with that. Like they help me. They're like, oh, you know, Julie's not available right now. And there I am like 20 feet away, like doing my workout, you know, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, she's not available. Is there anything I can help you with? And, and I have to say like that wow. has really helped me just have a little more sanity to just being able to train. And I always invite anyone who wants to train with me can mm-hmm. absolutely, mm-hmm. but I'm probably not going to stand there having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it'll have to be like, you're going to train. That's what you're doing. Well, again, I think it goes back to what we said earlier. Like you need to have that time, yeah. you know, for you to yeah. get, get your head on straight to, yes. you know, put some effort into your own yes. self. And this is my personal heaven. Everything that's here is just the equipment, the people. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of had this realization about a year ago that if I was going to dedicate like seven days a week to something, then I needed to just have the positive people there. Like you don't have to be cool. You just have to be nice to be a rhino. And, um, and we really started cracking down on that because again, like you just have to, again, you don't, you don't, and you don't even have to be positive. You just can't be Mm -hmm. negative. Like you can, you don't have to smile when you come in here. Mm -hmm. You can just be regular but you just can't be negative and, and suck the life out of other people. And and since just really deciding that we were going to take a hard stand on that, we wrote it on our walls as you come in, like what our rules are, no whining, no bullying, absolutely no bullying in my gym ever. And um, just making sure that there are no walls between like Ninja Warrior or CrossFit or boot camp. Like none of our programs is any better or any cooler than any of the other ones. Like they're all loved equally by me. <laughs> And we try to really make sure that we all get together. We want to do like a, an Olympics where we have like a ninja warrior, a strong man, a CrossFitter, and boot campers like all on the same team and they each have different things to do. That'd be really Wouldn't cool. Wouldn't that be neat? Like, That'd just be neat. Yeah. To keep the community alive. And, mm-hmm. and it starts with your trainers. So mm-hmm. like as long as you have trainers that are always speaking well of the other trainers and always just keeping that vibe alive that vibe of like love and community, then it works. And it's not always perfect, but we fix it when it's not. <laughs> yep. No, it sounds like, well, and I was going to ask you, like, how do you make that all work? Because some people might say, oh, they're all just so different from each other. All these programs you have from boot camp to CrossFit, Ninja Warrior, but it sounds like it just, it flows. It, it does. Works. It does. And, and we all cheer each other on. Um, just a small example, our evening CrossFit uh, trainer, his name's Anjo. And I'll hear him all the time cheering for my boot campers because I'll teach, be teaching the boot camp class and he'll be teaching the CrossFit class. 
And I just love that. You know, it makes me so happy. It's like when your kids are being nice to each other, you know, like it just <laughs> makes me so happy. And then we're all like crazy impressed by the ninjas. Like all of us just look at the ninjas in absolute awe, the things that they're doing. And then boot campers look at the CrossFitters like, oh my God, that's such heavy weight. Like, how do you do that? And then CrossFit, CrossFitters look at the boot campers and they're like, how do you run for so many miles? Like, <laughs> how do you run with like weight vests and charge up hills? And, and so we're all just, you know, very in awe of each other. And, and I think your, your perfect athlete would be able to do all of it, mm-hmm. if, but that's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. But also having people in charge of each one of those things that, that love it and that take care of the program and, and just making sure that all the members are happy and cared for, too. And then our front desk, I, I have to say, our front desk ties it all together. Mm-hmm. I, I hire just the nicest people for our front <laughs> desk, and they, like get to know everybody equally. And so when you first walk in, the front desk person doesn't care if you're a CrossFit or a boot camp or a ninja. They're nice to everybody and they help everybody. And that's that's huge too. Just those key people that help it all run. Because I'm, I'm not going to lie, when we first started, there was a division between CrossFit and boot camp. There was. We got rid of that coach and there's no longer a division. Wow. The CrossFit coach. And so, and, and he wanted to draw a line in the gym where boot campers couldn't cross crap like that made me so mad like you just can't have that no not in a place where you try and make everything work together I mean you you guys all share one big room yeah and we're trying to make people's lives better we're not trying to be cliques in high school bringing you back to oh you know people that eat lunch at this table are cool and these people aren't like yeah we we love to not have cliques like we Mm -hmm. get the crossfitters doing the spartan races and the tough mutters we have a a whole crossfit like group doing tough mutter with the boot campers this year and and things like that just all of that makes me happy (laughs) yeah well and how have you found the people to run each of these programs has it just kind of happened like what do you look for is it just passion i mean i know you said nice that's a requirement for sure but to be nice how do you you find these head ninjas and head crossfit coaches it's really hard to find people that are passionate that aren't crazy we'll just start with that (laughs) (laughs) so really what we do is we hire our members Mm-hmm. And we get them, we get them certified, we get them trained, and you know your members have already been with you for a year. Like at least you see how they behave, you see that they're always on time to class, and and you see that they're encouraging other people in the class. And um, one of the guys we recently hired, one of the things that really impressed me about him was I was I was walking back home, and he said, "Hey, Julie, that's a new member over there. Have you met them yet?" And he's just another, like, he's, he was just a member at the time before we hired him to be a coach. And that really struck me. Like, he cares so much about that new member feeling comfortable and making sure that I had met him and that I knew he was a new member. And, you know, just getting to know your members and then hiring them has worked out really, really well. One of the problems with that, though, is that we have 22 people that we've hired out of our membership. And so then you're like, oh, man, they should be getting free memberships now. But I can't afford that. <laughs> so <laughs> one day when I make enough money. <laughs> Hopefully someday. So do they pay for membership? They for do the- still. Okay. And, I mean, isn't that impressive? Isn't that it's, impressive? It, I think it says something that they really want to be here. Yeah. You know, that they're like willing to, yeah. to pay to still train here. 
and then to coach, I mean. And I was just really honest with each and every one of them. I'm like, okay, now that I'm paying you, if you stop paying me, then it's going to make it so I can't afford to pay you as yeah. much. So let's just, you know, but I've always mm. been, once I, once I start making money, everybody makes more money. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's just the way it is. And, and we've been doing really well, um, lately. So uh, again, every time I get more money, I spend it on equipment and stuff, mm-hmm. but still we've been doing really, really well. Well, yeah. I mean, it sounds like, like the move to this retail space yes. was a good choice. Big time. I, I didn't know. You had no idea. <laughs> You're like, Oh no. <laughs> so in the old place we were, we were doing every time we start doing well, some, um, outside factor like really hurts us. So in the other place we were, we were doing well a, a couple years ago, but then construction just almost closed us down and Ooh. it was taking people 30 minutes um to move one block to get into our facility and so we lost like 60 memberships from that and all of them said hey once the construction is better we're gonna come back but in the meantime you know I couldn't pay the bills so our lease was up and we found this retail place that was in the same block and I just decided to go for it. And my worst case scenario, that's one of the ways that I deal with stress is, okay, what's my worst case scenario? Mm-hmm. My worst case scenario was that I was going to have my obstacles on a trailer again, and maybe I'd make a CrossFit trailer too out in the parks <laughs> and I would live with my parents and hey. we wouldn't have a facility anymore. Like that was going to be my worst case scenario if but you know what? You'd still didn't have a work roof, out. But you still have a roof over your yes. head. You'd yes. still be getting to do yes. obstacle courses and, and CrossFit. Yes. And I'd be surrounded by people That's that I That's a pretty I good worst still. case scenario. Yeah, so I was like, let's do it. And moving into this new spot and having a landlord that really cares and, and has tried to, to help us, the rent doubled, but it's been the best experience ever. Yeah, I mean, you're right in the middle of shops and everything. Have you found any issues, like, with other store owners or anything? Sometimes I hear that about retail spaces. No. um, Our dentist next door, he just says that he explains to his customers that there are dinosaurs next door. (laughs) Stomping around. (laughs) He's been so nice to us. Like, I don't know how we deserve such nice neighbors at this point. That would Um, sell me on a dentist. I'm just saying. If you told me that, I'd be like, I'm always coming back to you because you're funny. (laughs) So we all try to give him business, you know. But, um, and you know, there are things that you can do. You can pad up the floors and things and, and try. We put the CrossFit across, like, the other side of the dentist's office. Well, that's a good point because on the other side of CrossFit, you have your storage room. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow. And then, interesting. Um, and then there's like a trophy place next to that. But yeah, we, we get along great with the neighbors. And I think part of it too is like there's the Albertsons next door. They said that their revenue really, really increased once we moved in. And I love hearing things like that. that no, that's great. I mean, that means you have a better relationship with them. Yes. I mean, who can be angry at an increased revenue? Right, exactly. Very, very few people, if <laughs> exactly. any. So Exactly. Wow. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Julie, that's so cool. This space yeah. is great. Seriously. Thank you. So well, I think we should probably wrap it up. <laughs> I think we've I think we've talked about your entire business. Thank you. In some respect <laughs> or something, right? So do you have anything else that you want to tell us about? Oh, you know what I do want to ask you? Why the rhino? The rhino. So when I first started uh, the boot camp program, I realized really soon that a generic name like Boot Camp Las Vegas was going to be hard to differentiate once we had um, competitors. We didn't have any competitors at first, but I knew they would come. And so we came up with the Rhino just because 
it has such thick skin and it's this indestructible force of nature. And, you know, nobody's going to stand in the way of a charging rhino. And if you really look into them, the more you look into them, the cooler they are. Like they, they're okay being alone, but they like to get together for like food and fun with other big old rhinos. And, (laughs) you know, and then I always say, you know, that, that Camp Cougar just didn't, you know, I mean, it's nice because it's an alliteration, but it just, didn't send the right message, no, and then Camp not, Hippo not didn't. No, nope. <laughs> these are just getting worse. So, I think you picked the best jungle animal. There you go. And so, uh, Camp Rhino, I, I always wanted this to feel like a second home, like somewhere that people could go, like you know, like a like a camp. Like there's a Camp Rhino in Afghanistan as well, and mm-hmm. and so I just loved the name, and and my initial plan was like a 30 acre. Um, community with barracks and and places where people could stay, Whoa. but you know I had to change it into something that I could <laughs> afford at the time. I was gonna have a river running through it and obstacles like swinging back and forth. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Ten years from now, you never know. Camp you could have an actual camp. It I might mean, be. <laughs> that would be that be with maybe even a real rhino. There you go with a real rhino. I think that'd be cool. Okay, I was curious. Like, I wonder how they came across rhino. But when you explain it to me with the cougars and the hippos, <laughs> I definitely sense. yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, rhinos. <laughs> What else would you use? (laughs) Well, awesome. Well, Julie, thank you so much. It's been a true joy talking to you. Hopefully there's something in there. I'm sure there's tons in there that other affiliates can learn from. Maybe get involved with some cool things like obstacle courses and Ninja Warrior. Yeah. But seriously, thank you so much for being on the show today. We appreciate it. Do you want to go train with me now? Uh, Yes. Let's do it. Let's go be ninjas and crossfitters and boot campers and strong women. I want to be a ninja. Okay, let's go be ninjas. All right, let's go be ninjas.